Hey guys, welcome to the Up Next Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier Kelly, and in this podcast, it's going to be a really good one for video creators, filmmakers, and anyone who's trying to get started creating content. Um, I sat down with Anthony Johnson, a filmmaker who has created over five short films and over 100 one-minute shorts and just finished his production on his very first feature film which he raised the money himself on all his projects from raising from um, crowdfunding from indiegogo from all these other sites it's going to give you a lot of insight we are going to go over the struggles of filmmaking raising funds and the lessons he learned on the way up to creating a successful um, film career um how to be successful as a film as a filmmaker or as a video creator and also guys i just want to tell you you know like i am so happy on this journey with me it's gonna be a really good podcast and you're gonna hear a lot of things anthony's a very smart bright guy who is a friend of mine who very close one of my best friends who has worked tremendously to build up his career um and one thing i want to point out before we start is that if you're listening to this on no matter where you listen to this go ahead and subscribe right now to it and also review this at the end of this podcast and let me know what you thought of this podcast so i can make it better and better but let me shut up and let's get straight into talking to anthony hey guys xavier kelly welcome to my new podcast it's called up next i'm here with anthony johnson close friend most best friend honestly right here and but hope so we're about to dive deep into him as a creator yeah so Anthony can you give us like a little adjust of like who you are and kind of what you've been working on yeah so uh, well I call myself a filmmaker first so I, I make films on the um, on the side when I can uh, raise up the money raise up the budget you know small budget independent films right now and um, you know I, I write the script I help produce them and, and I direct them uh, the main the main I guess avenue out of that that I want to pursue is directing. So um, I would call myself a filmmaker, film director, um, but I love writing. So that's like my main identity, but um, I'm a former athlete, so I can't really escape that side of my life. I, I'm a coach. I, I personally train uh, young athletes, football players and softball players, and, and multiple sports uh, and, and you know, speed and agility, also sports specific training. So I'm a coach. Um, and now I'm also teaching at a high school. I'm teaching a film class. Uh, at a high school here in Dallas, so I, I don't know, man. I'm a man that wears many hats. Uh, I have, you know, I, but the main one I wear is film, the filmmaker, and I guess really a storyteller. Yeah. So going to the storyteller, so I know that I know kind of why you got into filming. But like, what drove you to even start getting filming? I know this wasn't like something that you just out of blue just came up with. So how did you even get to even going down this career path? Yeah. So and like and like I said, and like you just said, I've never, not always pursued filmmaking as a career goal, I've always been an athlete and a jock, I guess if you want to say that. But along with that, I've always also been a nerd and uh, loved reading. And I, I think that was ingrained in me from my mom. She always gave us books and was, was she's very excited about reading. So that always kind of carried over into us. And my dad was the athlete, he was a football coach, still is. So that's where that side came from. Um, but to answer the question, in second grade, I remember it vividly is when my brother and I, who's a year younger than me, uh, were very close. We uh, had, I think, a joint birthday party, or maybe it was just his birthday party, I don't know, but we were really into Star Wars, and we had, it, it just kind of like fate aligned, and we were in Star Wars, he was gonna have like 12 buddies over, like his whole class, we lived in a small town at the time, and then uh, the same time we got a camcorder, like a, a home recorder, and so it all kind of lined up, and we were like, dude, let's just make uh, a little Star Wars movie, and we had a bunch of lightsabers, and we did, and it was horrible, 
we called it Star Wars Junior and we played like we were the, the, the children, you know, like the next lineage and the next generation of the original Star Wars characters, you know, Luke, Leia, and Han. Which is funny, that, that that's what they're doing yeah. now. But uh, <laughs> we were ahead of the curve on that. But um, yeah, and then we made three of those. Like that one went really well, our buddies loved it, and then we got together and did it then. And so that was kind of the origins, man. And like, as I grew up, I can think back, like I always had friends, if it wasn't us with a camera, you know, like the next time we moved in, we went like basically from like fourth to sixth grade. I had a buddy named Michael Montgomery who always had a camera. And we would just, after school, always go over to his house or my house and make stupid stuff. Like, we always had a camera. I don't know why. It's so weird now I think about it going back. But we always had a camera as little kids, and we were just making stupid stuff, like, all the time. Um, and then in high school, my brother and I would make our own little short movies that were comedic. We did, like, a Pirates of the Caribbean comedy, like, parable. Um, what am I trying to say? Parody. Yeah. It's called Scurvy. Scurvy. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, and then we, you know, and we did um, a trilogy called Brodius which was like, imagine Gladiator and 300 combined with just, you know, cheap budget. And my, the funny thing is, we'd make them for ourselves in Facebook, you know, for our family. But my mom would take them to school, because she's a teacher as well, and she taught <laughs> at our school, and she would show them to all her kids, right, and not tell us. So, because she was just so proud, she's just a proud mom, you know. And so, we'd be walking the halls and be like, you know, stop by a stranger, a classmate, they'd be like, Hey man, I saw your movie, Brody, that was hilarious. You're like, what the, how did you see it? And my mom, yeah, so. Um, that's where it started. I always, I was an artist growing up, so I always tried to be creative, and I loved reading, like I said, so that was my avenue. I got into guitar for a while. I don't know, I've always had a creative side. I've sought it. It wasn't until like my senior year of high school when I finally was, my dad actually posed the question to me when I was deciding, deciding what college to go to. He was like, dude, you just need to decide what you want to do, and, and I was like, man, I don't know. I have so many options, and he's like, well, what if you had the perfect day, the perfect day ever, you know, you woke up and it's just the best day ever, no complaints, and you went to bed happy. What did you do that day? And I thought about it and I was like, honestly, man, um, the most fun and the best days I have are when I wake up and make movies with Frazier, and he, my brother. And he was like, all right, well, that's what you need to be pursuing. And so, I don't know, it seems so simple, but that was like a light bulb in my head. And I was like, yeah, that's what I need to be pursuing. So ever since then, I, I went to film school and that's been the, the origin of it. The origin of everything. Yeah. So I know one thing, you didn't touch on it much right now, but um, I know just from knowing you, for as long as I've known you, that your mom has played a really important role. Um, if I'm right, your mom used to actually film some of them. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, she will. Yeah. yeah. So for going from that side, that, like what people have really inspired you to kind of push you down this path and kind of when the, because it is a lonely path. Sometimes you are very isolated when you're, you're building everything, you're creating everything in the solo, and sometimes you have to push projects alone without any help so what kind of helped you get to that point? oh well, i mean she's been the biggest and especially in regards to like the loneliness side of it like or just feeling like you're going at it alone she's been a huge positive influence my dad always ingrained i mean i have to say my dad for a lot of reasons but the most predominantly just because he ingrained a work ethic in me and my brother and our whole family really but would never let us be lazy we always had to be doing something whether you know whatever it was for so so he ingrained i'm very thankful for the work ethic he put inside me uh and instilled in me, but my mom, yeah, I mean, like you said, she's always, she loves us so much, like she'll, she, she's like the most sacrificial woman I know, like she will do anything for us to help us like follow our dreams, right? And she, even if that means, you know, taking skin off her own back, like you know, she, she actually loved, she was always our camera woman, usually. Well, the way we filmed it, it was me and my brother only. So he would film my scenes and I would film his scenes. So we were always just the cameraman, but then like, God forbid, if we had a scene where both of us were in it, we either had to find a way to set the camera up and walk in front of it, or my mom would film it. And uh, so, 
she was always that third cameraman that we always needed. But she loved that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you touched a, you hit a, you hit the nail on the head when you were like, I, like, I think pursuing any kind of crazy creative dream, you're gonna have periods of like, where you're the only one. It seems like you're the only one going after it, and it's like a lonely road, like you said. And um, so, I mean, you need family, you need friends, you need close colleagues to help you get through those moments. And uh, my mom was a, a big one. You were a big one for me in those. Um, Stealing me, you're getting me through those moments. I don't know. I've been I've been lucky and been blessed to have a good core group of like friends to help me through those times. You know, like get me through there. Um, and you've been actually, um, I don't know, most people don't know, like you've actually raised money and actually completed a couple different films already too as well. You have Silver Hollow, you have Expired, um, and like even though you might not so much to think they're the best part of your work, but at the time they were, I think most people people would agree they were pretty good, especially on the budget you had. And you just recently raised film, uh, money for um, you know, two more films. So you have Garden that's coming to the very end of his development, where it's going to be putting out a little bit. And then you just you raise money for Borders. Like, can you like walk us through like, kind of like the steps it took you to actually bring these films to life? And like all the tell, because most people think it's just you write the script, you shoot it, you edit it. Like, what's the whole process to get through there? Yeah, I mean that's the highlights of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I wrote all those scripts. Um, uh, once you have a script, okay, once you get, once you have an idea, you got it, you, like that's a whole, there's, I mean, we could talk a lot about the steps to even get it to script form once you have an idea, but the easiest thing to do, what I, what I would get caught up in the past is like, it would just be an idea. It's like the, the best thing to do in that, in that stage of the, of the film or in that stage of the game is just get it out, get it out on paper in whatever form that is, like I, I say throw it up on paper, like literally just throw up on the paper or on the keyboard, really just get it out of your head because that's the only way, yeah, I mean, that's the only way to really um, get things rolling. Uh, and there's there's other things we can go into detail later if you want to like get it from that that's origin to a script. But once you have the script, usually how I do it, I and mean, you can go about it in any way, is now I shop that script around to my close like friends and, and like uh, filmmaking acquaintances, right? So like I, I come to you a lot, you and your, and your girlfriend and my mom and my brother who's a writer as well. Like I come to people that I know it's like that are gonna give me good critiques. Uh, you know, it's stuff that I need to hear about the story, and build that up. But at the same time, too, while I'm, while I'm doing that, I'm also kind of, kind of putting feelers out to like, um, see who, who's interested in a way that would like, hey, I want to get on, I want to get on this, you know, like I want to get on this ship, right? Because it's more like, hey, I'm presenting you a ship that's about to set sail. You know, not only am I asking for your opinion on that ship and how it's how it's built, but like, do you also want to get on and kind of help me sail this thing? And so it's kind of a recruitment process. Oh, so you recruit all the way through the development process yeah, of it. Basically. So you kind of, at the end, you don't have to actually have a stage for recruitment because you've already kind of done that by mm -hmm. who has been interested based off people you know or people that you connect with over it. Yes, yeah, I mean, that process starts there. Uh, and yeah, and then, and then like, yeah, I mean, really, especially at this stage where I'm at, is doing it as an independent filmmaker, like all that kind of gets thrown together because like the next thing would be then like, kind of sorting out a budget but I would say at the same time I'm also going back through the script and finding out what props I'm gonna need and like how much that's gonna cost and then um, uh, location scouting and, and uh, figuring out where I want to film it and how and on what or what equipment and at the same time I'm always always still recruiting people excuse me to see who who wants to be on you know and um, so it all kind of goes hand in hand you know and, and then it's and then kind of above all that going back to the budget thing it's like okay how much money do we need how, how 
can we get that, you know, can I save up that or do I need to raise this money and start asking for help? And it's usually, that's usually the answer is I need to raise it because, you know, when you sit down and kind of look at the logistics of it, you're like, yeah, if I'm being realistic, I'm going to need a couple grand. And I don't have that right now just to throw. So I'm going to need to raise it and ask for money. Um, and then there's avenues to go from there, you know, and, and like, yeah, like you said, I've, I've raised money. It's, it's grown incrementally every time. So it started off from a short film, Silver Hollow, it was 600 bucks. We hit our goal. Then it was Garden, we, we raised a thousand um, and that was our goal. And then for Borders, the feature film I just did, I want to say 2000, but I want to really feel like when it's all said and done, it's going to end up being around 2,500 bucks that I spent on the film. So it's kind of cool to see the progression of that. And most of that was raised and saved and, and donated, you know, and, and to help produce the film. So uh, that's usually that next step. And then, yeah, from there, I mean, look, all that's fun to me. That's why I like directing. Like, uh, it's fun to raise a budget, find out how I'm gonna spend it, try to stick to it, you know, and um, I don't know if I'm good at it. I'm probably not that good. I think I'm somewhat good at it. You know, obviously there's always room for improvement, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if that you kind of answered the question that far because yeah I understand because just being on the other side of constructing the film together and all the pieces that go from there and like I know like the whole part of like setting expectations on when films are going to be completed um how you know like what time frames all that how do you set those in a way where you don't get on yourself too much I know it's something you recently got onto because of like, the process of you realize sometimes sent, creating the film Sometimes you take the same amount of process or more than process of actually getting it finished with everything on there, getting um, the soundtracks, getting um, oh, it covered, everything. How, does, how, does, yeah, how do you deal with that? Well, first of all, anybody watching that's interested in film like or listening, like uh, especially at this level as an independent filmmaker, you're doing it on your own or whatever, low budget, like just destroy your expectations as far as that. Like it's really hard to be, especially if you have other jobs or, or another job and it's really hard to like set these expectations that you would think would be realistic for a film and it ends up not being so um, and that's something I've had to go through especially recently like you said I mean for example like the hardest part is the post-production and and that's and not hard in the sense that like uh, effort it's just time-consuming you know and it, I mean really to get good work done editing you need to commit about four hours at a time at the least you know and it just you know it's hard pressed to find people especially if you're doing if this isn't your full-time gig that have four hours or five hours to give to that especially with a fast enough computer to edit you know if, I mean everything I've shot has been in 4k recently so, so you're talking about moving a lot and so you need a lot of time for that um, you know and, and the prime example of that is you know garden the short film that's about to be done we spent five days shooting it's been in post-production for a year in the ratio there so post-production even though that's the most planned for I mean sorry production is the most planned for I'll say this, especially after my last film, production should be the easiest part. If it's, if you've planned correctly, it should be the most fun. It is the most fun for me. Like the last production I just had for Borders, my feature length, was so much fun. It went so well. Not to say that nothing went wrong. It's just we were prepared enough for the things that went wrong, because that's another rule too, if you're pursuing this career. Something will always go wrong on set. Like get that right right now. Like, and it's probably a lesson for most things in life. If things can go wrong, something will go wrong. It's not, that's not, doesn't mean that it's, that it's over, it's just how well do you roll with the punches and how well can you adapt and how well did you pre-plan for that. So um, production should be the easiest part, post-production is the longest. The way I'm looking at it now, man, like, like, yeah, I want my films to be done in a quick turnaround, like six months, ideally. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, because you put so much time and money into it, and especially, my biggest thing is the pressures for all the people that have helped me. You know, like, and, and it's not even like, they don't really put pressure on me. It's just me imagining them putting pressure on me. You know, it's why I deleted 
all all my social media apps right now is is just I was like, and I'll, I'll come back to them. But uh, but I mean, it's because I was I had this imagined. It was imagined, but it was an imagined pressure. It was, a, it was a fake pressure I was putting on myself. Like, oh, these people, they're expecting it now. And it's like, no one no one was saying anything to me. You know, and so I was stressing myself out and depressing myself that my film wasn't out. And really the way I look at it now is like, you, listen, you look to some, some authors, you know, like, uh, especially ones where that were like highly informative or highly influential. Like, it took them th sometimes three to five years to write, you know, and, and it'll blow up. Um, a guy I love, you know, an author I love, like, took, spent 15 years to write one book. Think about that, and it, and, it, and it changed his life, though. That book changed his life. But so, when I when I started realizing, okay, I want my films to be impactful. I want them. I do believe they're going to change my life when they get out. You know, especially my, my most two recent ones. If that's the case, I can't rush them. You know, and they're going to come out when they're going to come out, and the impact will will hopefully be just the same as if it would come out two months ago. You know, so. That's the way I'm looking at it now. Is like these, I mean, and film should be looked at like that. You know, like these are massive things you're doing. You're there's so many moving parts, so many moving cogs and gears into what, make, what it makes the final product. So uh, don't rush it. And and yeah, I look at it like a novel now. And it Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast with me and Anthony. Make sure you guys check out the show notes of where to reach Anthony at. And also too, as well, if you enjoy this podcast please subscribe right now and also leave a review letting me know what you liked about it and something else that someone else or something else that you want to see done on the podcast um i just really want to thank anthony for coming out here and just um joining us and telling us about his experiences on the podcast make sure you guys reach out to him if you need help with anything from filmmaking i'm gonna leave that lot most of those links down in the show notes but also too as well guys like make sure you go ahead and and look at some of the stuff that's on the just on our podcast other podcasts we have and goes look at some new stuff that we're coming out with too as well on the up next podcast and while you're there go ahead and check out in my site xaverkelly.com if you want to get in contact with me if you need, need help pursuing your dreams coming up with a marketing plan to help you get reached more um i can help you with that and guys also too i'm on youtube at xaver basically at youtube xaver kelly and it's x-a-v-i-e-r and my last name is K-E-L-L-Y. But guys, thank you so much. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Check out who's up next next week.